0: The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. We often talk about the best practices on this show for real estate, home preparation, how to do a market analysis, marketing methods, and we talk about documents like the agreement of purchase and sale or home financing. And it's typically me and another realtor or another real estate professional, industry professional, who does the talking. But what does the seller or buyer have to say once the deals are done and what they're left with when they're all alone in their home and trying to make their new home their new place? What? What if we could do an exit interview and find out how all these masterful plans actually went over with the client? Well, when you produce your own show, you can conduct that exit interview, and that's what we're going to do today. I've recruited one of my clients from 2018 to join us in just a few moments, and we'll hear how it actually went down from the client's perspective. So get ready, get set for your favorite local real estate forum. Thursday mornings at this time, we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. Let's get started right now with our June 13, 2019 snapshot and snapshots to look at today's residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. There have been 171 single family residential sales over the past month. That leaves us with a declining inventory of 469 residential listings for sale. Average selling price of successful sales over the past year has risen again to $432,000. And during the past year, people have been receiving on average approximately 98% of their list price in a market time of 47 days. We are still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 36% based on the past month's sales trend, meaning we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 2.7 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's Matrix system. And Matrix is the local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific specific to the property type you're looking at and the price band it's in so talk to your local realtor to understand the northumberland market today's mortgage rates the variable rate has remained steady at 2.58 percent and the fixed rate has gone down slightly five-year fixed is as low as 2.89 percent so if Five-year fixed 2.89, variable 2.85. And today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker, Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And as always, some conditions do apply. And folks, that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market and events in Northumberland County. Just a reminder that the views today as on all days and opinions expressed here on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent necessarily the views or opinions of the station of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors of any real estate brokerage or realtor. There simply are views and opinions at this time so I would like to welcome in the studio with me this morning a former guest on Reality Realty, a client of mine, and we have Caroline Bell-Smith, and welcome back, Carol Ann.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Dale.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, last time you were here, we were talking about accessibility in a home. We did, how many part series did we do, Carolyn? I think it
1: was three parts.
0: It was, yeah, it was for surely three parts. And I think
1: we had to jam pretty carefully to get it to fit into three parts. It seemed like there was always more.
0: Yeah, we we started, and and I remember saying, I think this could maybe be two parts. And we were like, okay, maybe. And then as we went, we were thinking, oh my goodness, now how do we squeeze it in to the amount of shows that we had space for? So, Yeah. and uh, and so you you were here last doing that show, and that was that was a really great show. I had so much really good feedback from that. People really enjoyed listening to that series.
1: I did too. People stopped me in the street and said, "Oh, I didn't know that, or I wish I'd known that before." You know, I I spent some money on renovations.
0: Yeah, hopefully we can pull off another show where they're saying, "Hey, that was good." <laughs> And and this uh, last one was a little bit technical, right? That series, uh, the last series was based on uh, facts, based on numbers, based on things that work and don't work, and and what's happened in our industry. Whereas this one, this one's just your experience today, as as both the seller and the buyer.
1: Am I allowed to say something about um, Carolyn Bryant? Am I allowed to do that? Is
0: that <laughs> okay. Well, we don't have a we don't have a bleep button, but go ahead. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, you were introducing the rate. Right and that, you know, they were brought to you by... She was very, very helpful. Um, Dominion Lending. And, you know, and in the end, um, you know, things didn't work out the way we thought they might. But, gee, was she ever yeah. a bright spark in that whole experience? Well, if anybody's great. looking for a broker, that's, she's a really good person to consider. Well,
0: we, we need to have you on every week, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. she's
1: got a great name, doesn't she?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Just felt ever so slightly different. And Well, uh, we won't hold that against her. No, no. For sure. And And so so you've had, I mean, we you bu- you sold your home last year, 2018. Yes. Bought yes. another one, but that's not your first purchase and sale, is it? Can you think of how many homes maybe that you've bought and sold?
1: Quite a few. Yeah. This is maybe number seven. Lucky number, number seven.
0: seven. So you're you're into number seven. Well, we're. We bought five homes and we moved, we had a rental in the middle there. So we've we've lived in six places. So just one off of you.
1: The last one was kind of not my choice. So yeah. it, I, I, I want to think that one didn't count. It didn't it, we, count. It was forced. So <laughs> okay. we, we moved away from our dream home that we uh, had built. And so yeah. it was, you know, it was really kind of hard. So it wasn't our choice. We would have never moved from there. Yeah, yeah. But just
0: circumstances. And, and it happens. Yeah. It does. Yeah, there's so mm-hmm. many different reasons for for a move and sometimes people move and maybe they regret later that they move. And so we could say there's so many reasons for a move and and so many reasons to stay put. Oh, absolutely.
1: Moving is expensive. Mm -hmm. And I think you always consider the expenses and get as many estimates as you can. But when it actually happens to you and everything, the dust settles, you realize it's always way more than you thought it was going to be. Even though you were planning for it to be way more than you thought it was going to be, it still is more than that even.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so something to be very aware of and and uh, even if you're being very careful with your figures there there's the things you just didn't think about.
1: No and if when you're getting estimates they are in fact just that and I mean I can think of one estimate that was more than double um, Mm. what was estimated which you know blows the budget.
0: That wasn't moving costs was it?
1: It was indeed. It was indeed.
0: And there's laws. Apparently. There's laws. (laughs) There's, There's laws on how much above their estimate they can be.
1: Well it was more than double so.
0: And there's other stories I have of people that experienced that very same thing.
1: Yeah, it was it was actually shocking to me. And there was a bit of a sort of real arm twisting too because yes. I remember the truck wasn't big enough and it took it two days instead of one and, and I remember them saying, Okay, if you don't write us a check for X right now, we're not coming back. And the deal was closing on Monday and oh I was just beside myself. So We need
0: to talk further on that one because that yeah. that's a show. That's a show there. Uh the moving and the expenses and, and laws, and, and I did do a show on that. I'm thinking about two years ago, and oddly enough, the guests that I had in uh, did a move for somebody else in the industry very uh, close to the time that the show aired. And, and we found out that that moving company, it wasn't lining up what was said on our show and what they actually did for this client.
1: It's a hard thing because it's the eleventh hour. A move yeah. is so stressful, and you know, for me, uh, I'm most people who who know me you know I, I use a wheelchair for mobility. So my place isn't accessible. I've got people out there, and you know, building ramps and all these things. And then suddenly, you have to come up with you know almost three thousand dollars more than you were mm-hmm. planning on. My budget's really tight, like most people. Yeah, you know, yeah. I that's that's a huge amount of money for me. And so that was the first shock. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So I, I mean that. I mean that's a great start. You bring up the money, and and so there are so many things. Looking back now to say you know well, but how do you predict something like an estimate that over doubles?
1: You can't because the reviews that everyone checks reviews, mm-hmm. and they were all in line and they were, you know, highly reviewed online. And so that didn't help me. Um, word of mouth. Well, uh, I, I talked to a few people and, you know, generally positive, but I didn't have time because, as you recall in our particular move, there were finance issues, which is something really new out there. And if folks are thinking about buying or selling, you, should need, you need to know this. This mm-hmm. is really, really important. The banks have changed massively. And so folks who... Would never even think about having trouble getting a mortgage or any of those kinds of things. That is now happening with great regularity. I had no idea at the time, and the individuals that bought our place were in that sort of category of of trying to sort it out. And so there's that mortgage stress test now, which mm-hmm. means that you have to qualify at a much higher rate. And and good thing, I think, in the long run, to make sure that if you know the rates go up, you'll be you'll be okay. But it you know it just prolonged the the closing, and it made the sort of closing of the house we purchased and the finalization of the sale compact. So we only had like a couple weeks, which means that you have to book movers with a couple of weeks notice, and it limits your uh, selection dramatically.
0: In your case, I mean, you were yes. you were actually looking for a, a quicker close. Right. Some people sure. are looking for a longer close, but yeah, in, in your yeah. case... Everybody was looking for a quicker closing, and that certainly does uh, amp up the stress levels and amp, amp up the difficulty in finding the right people to do the move and, and hookups at, at the new home or, or get renovations ready. A week before new. Christmas. Yeah. I'm yeah. giving your listeners <laughs> a
1: really good piece of advice here. Do not close your home on December 16th. This is not the smart thing to do. I'm just saying.
0: And do you remember me saying, are you sure you want to?
1: We really had to, though, (laughs) because... You know, but the wheelchair um, and we were moving from a yeah. rural property and we'd already had a big snowstorm. And I, I'm telling you, it was the right thing to do because very quickly after we moved, basically th- we would have never gotten a moving truck up to the door or very difficult because th- there's a lot more snow where we came from. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, good advice. Thank you for that, <laughs> Dale. The hindsight thing yeah. is... Uh,
0: <laughs> but, but like you said, uh, you know, there's ideal right. and then there's what you need. Right. At that time. And so then you you work with it the best you can. So an interesting thing you mentioned here is how things have changed with you're talking about finances and and how the stress test. And and I mean, the mortgage industry is an ever evolving sort of beast that uh, there seems to be new rules and guidelines constantly within that industry. But if somebody had moved 15 years ago or 10 years ago, or maybe even... 5 years ago the ex- the experience is different because you've moved now you've been in seven different homes right so as as a seller let's look at the seller first as a seller how is selling your home any different in today's market 2018 in your case than selling in the past, or, or is it any different that you could see?
1: It's it's very different, and the finance is one of the ways. Uh, the people who are buying your house um, need to qualify for a mortgage, and of course, if you're you know when your house is sold, you're buying another place. There's this domino thing that has never happened in the six other transactions in the way that it did this time, and I there and the folks involved are completely blameless. It's just a change in rules and appraisals. I noticed a big difference in appraisals. Um, The previous home, before we had kind of this these transactions that mm-hmm. we had was easy. The, all of the previous homes, I mean, you came in, they gave you an appraisal. It was pretty much what you thought it was going to be, pretty much what you were asking for the house. It was easy. That's very much changed. And the timing, there's, it takes a long time to get it done. You have to have lead time now. It mm-hmm. seemed different than any of my other transactions.
0: Yeah, I spe- well, and that could just be circumstantial, uh, the lead time right now in Northumberland County. I do know that appraisers in this community are very busy almost like it's a good opportunity if you want to become an appraiser in Northumberland County because they're they're working, you know, full out trying to get uh, appraisals done. So, yeah, so that that has changed and and what about home readiness and, and prepping a home and, and, and what a sense of buyer's expectations now? Did you notice any difference there?
1: I think I did. Um, so because I had moved from one place and we had built, and so we were in that place and then had to move again, I, I kind of got sort of um, over, let's say, the last five years, a, a kind of a, a time frame. And I, people expect a much more polished, prepared, and staged home. And even when we were ourselves... Uh, visiting homes to purchase, I've noticed a huge difference in um, the preparation. Homes were staged, mm-hmm. nearly all of them. And the homes that were not staged stuck out for me. And um, yeah. it made a big difference.
0: Yeah, so so to be competitive in this market as a seller... You have and, to. Yeah, and, and so I keep saying this, you know, on this show. And, and most, a lot of people know it. A lot of people have accepted it and embraced it. But some people just are saying, you know what, people live in this home uh, people know people live in this home and they look past it, but it's very difficult to look past. And You
1: can't look past it in, this, in these kind of times. No. It makes the difference between a sale or not. It makes the difference between getting good market value or not. And in fact, it was a discussion my husband and I had several times. You know, He said, oh, they won't care about these kinds of things. But invariably, they really did care about the staging. And we had comments um, on the sale of our home over and over and over again about how they enjoyed mm-hmm. how the house looked, and that was a factor, and I think it may have been a factor in the sale.
0: Yeah, I know it's a factor in sales for sure. And and you know what? That's a that's a great thing for us to continue on with uh, right after this break. Uh, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and Carolyn and I, we will continue to talk about the sale and purchase of a home from a buyer and seller's perspective and we'll be looking a little bit more at staging and what that means don't go away. Welcome back this is Northumberland 897 fms Reality Realty Realty with Dale Bryant and my guest today is Carol Ann Bell-Smith and Carol Ann is a past client of mine. In 2018 Carol Ann uh, sold her home. Uh, Carol Ann and her husband Cliff sold their home and Purchase a new one in my neighborhood.
1: On your street?
0: On my street, yes. It's a good street. It's a great street, uh, absolutely. And are you are you in Cliff Raptors fans? I bet you you guys are.
1: Oh yes, you we guys are. are just
0: sports fans, aren't you? Well,
1: my daughter works for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, so she is at working oh. at every Raptors game and Leafs game, and so we big hockey too because we big hockey billeted yeah. the Coburg Cougars. Yeah. go Cougars! I love them.
0: So game 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 night tonight. Game night. What does that mean in the Bell Smith home?
1: Means uh, there'll be two TVs on. Now I have to be honest. I, ever since the RBC Cup with the Coburg Cougars, we mm-hmm. billeted the goalie. I, my heart cannot really take that whole final game. So I, oh. I'm I'm cycling on and off, on and off, on and off, deep breathing, doing that kind of stuff. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Hard to take.
0: Are there exciting. are there special rituals? Are there special foods that come out? No. Well, it's at no. 9 o'clock at night, right? 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm in
1: bed. I'm actually in bed. But I have a TV and I'm set up and yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So uh, it's going to look different in the Bryant house where we're... we're uh, we're going to be up in the living room and and there was discussion before the show what snacks will be served Ooh, so
1: raptor yeah. snacks
0: yeah how about spicy pea nachos there you go there you go uh, like after spicy pea pascal there you go. The player? Uh, Raptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, You're a fun guy, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, listen, before, That's, before... You know
1: what that is, right? That's called Leonard, right? That's what he says. He was a fun... Described himself, hey, I'm a fun guy.
0: Oh, I didn't know My that. My daughter
1: actually has a patch on her Levi's denim jacket that says fun guy.
0: And, and so, you gotta, you, go. be, you gotta be in the loop to know that, I, right?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: And I'm quite often out of the loop, <laughs> so there's nothing surprising here. But we were talking about staging. And one of the things things that uh, you noticed when you were looking around at homes was how much more a home is staged today than they were in previous purchase and sales you made and and realizing that if you don't stage your home in a way that you're trying to make it look magazine like like nobody lives there if you're not doing that you're leaving money on the table.
1: You you are. And you have to remember that every other house is staged. So your house will stand out as being less than mm-hmm. uh, the staged homes. And it may be the difference between a buyer buying a house that's in this maybe a similar price range, but the staging made all the difference or not getting as much money. And I don't think I, I mean, I, I think I knew that intuitively, oh, the house has to look nice. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that it's, Critically important, and I think there may be differences across, uh, you know, folks. There may be camps who think, oh, maybe it's not as important as we think. But I think mm-hmm. we got to come out and say it's really important nowadays.
0: It hundred percent is, and and the difference, the difference is your home unstaged. People will go through and they'll say, okay, this is in the right area is is a good location and it's about the size we need and their attitude will be yeah we could put an offer in on this because this home could work okay so that delivers a certain uh, an offer that looks a certain way and when I say looks a certain way numbers the price that very same house staged it's not anymore that that house could work it's I have to have that house that's true. I have to have it. So do you drop a, uh, uh, an offer the same way on a house that you have to have versus a house that you can make work? They lo- those offers look very different. Tens of thousands of dollars different. So staging staging is critical. Absolutely critical.
1: Uh, let's say it again. It's critical. It is. Yeah. I, I, I I, really get it now. And I'll say there's also another area where it's critical, and that's appraisals. I I mean, I get it that they carry a clipboard and they've got all of the categories and they're checking the boxes and all of that. But I also think there's a feeling of going into a home and go wow this is a saleable home they're people Yes, they are. And I think it makes a difference. Yeah. And you know what? Appraisal, I've come to find out. That's one of the things we learned. Appraisal means everything.
0: Well, it means whether the buyer, I mean, what it appraises at, and depending on how much the buyer actually has of their own equity to put into the home, it it, it determines how much of a mortgage that lender will give to the buyer. And so, yeah, that, that is critical.
1: We found that out. That was something that came up as an issue was yeah. that, you know, one, there were actually with both ends of the deal, mm-hmm. both the selling and the buying the appraisal actually hugely factored in and we didn't
0: line up with market value no no
1: no it didn't and and I mean you've got changing values and real estate's going up and down and
0: so so the neat thing about staging is and this is a very difficult question to maybe answer objectively but here's a way to look at it and when when you go into a home that where people have good taste either they have good taste or their stager had good taste right and their furnishings are just smart looking right and it's not necessarily eclectic there's a there's a, a continuity throughout the house and and the smart the smart looking furnishings and wall hangings and and decor how how much do you think you were influenced as you looked at homes influenced by the items in the home that weren't actually coming with the home.
1: Well, I'd have to say a good solid 100% in my case, because the home we purchased, it was, that was the thing that leaped out at me from the pictures. And that's a whole other category that I mm-hmm. I don't want to forget. But it, it really did. And we saw so many homes that I actually, at some point, came to a place where I would go, oh, yeah, that's staged. And I think I actually verbalized that a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, it's a staged home. What I really preferred is those folks who took the time and made it, you know, the decor was remarkable, because those are the things... You you fall in love with. I mean, you know, I fell in love with my purple house. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't necessarily what you would call traditional staging, but the individual who had done the work had certainly had some design um, savvy. Yes. And it looked beautiful. It was dramatic. It was dramatic and it caught yeah. your eye. And, you know, and I think we even put a couple of the little things in the deal. It was so <laughs> dramatic throughout,
0: yeah. Yeah. you know. For for sure. And and, and you, were, you were going to talk about Well, and first of all, one of the things I like to say, and I'm sure I I said it to you, um, is imagine this house with all this stuff gone. Right. You know, look, just look at the walls, look at the floor, look at the ceiling, look at the trim, because that's what you get. And but that's a difficult thing to do
1: it's almost impossible when someone is creating a vision because you get you're sucked into that vision and you just think oh this is amazing and you know and then on moving day it doesn't look the same but um i don't know i kept the pictures (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, a, a neat, you know, uh, yeah, neat, the, neat reminder for, oh, for it, your own decoration yeah. ideas, right?
1: You can be overstaged too, mm-hmm. um, but certainly no clutter. Clutter is kind yeah. of the...
0: I, you see, now I'm going to disagree. How could you be overstaged? How could you be over-perfect?
1: Well, no, I, I, when I say that, I meant the homes that we went and go, oh, yeah, that's been staged. It looked, you know, a little cookie cutter, like everything was, you know, mm. somebody went to Winners and or somewhere yeah. and just uh, the same things over and over again. And that's, you know, and I guess it makes a neutral palette, I guess. Yeah, you
0: know? I, I, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to agree to disagree on okay. there's no okay. such thing as overstaging. Okay. No, You know what? I call my overstaging different. I know there's staging where people will come in, uh, stagers will come in and say, we need to renovate renovate this room and you're going to get, you know, these dollars. And, and I, I think that's, you certainly can, if you start to renovate rooms, you certainly can get a return on investment, but you need to be so careful. And, uh, unless you're doing all the renovations yourself and you're not paying somebody to do the labor, uh, you, you, you may sell it faster, right? You may, you, but chan- there's a good chance you're only getting cents on the dollar. I, I really believe to maximize maximize dollars you're mostly staging with what you have you're working with what you already have you're keeping your costs of staging down and and making what you have the best it could be
1: highlighting the good bones of the house Mm -hmm. and sort of minimizing some of the declutter is
0: things you get rid of yeah. it's it's um decluttering is cleaning it's it's making sure that those little fixes are fixed. A
1: clean house oh. really swayed me actually in a couple of cases i I really like a clean mm-hmm. when you're going in to see it, mm-hmm. y- you know you know people have then looked after the house and maybe the maintenance has yeah. been kept up if someone's really put some effort.
0: my mother in-law says clean is green,
1: clean is green,
0: yeah. Clean as green for like dollar bill green
1: oh i was okay yeah that too <laughs> yeah
0: so that that's her thing now you were going to say something about i think wall hangings wall hangings well we were talking about Foto- the staging I th- Actually, i was
1: thinking photography oh photography go oh, ahead oh this is a pet peeve of mine because i'm a photographer people who know me know mm-hmm. that um the pictures online mean everything and um you know you i it used to really It annoy me. Folks would put on a good wide-angle lens and and make a room, you know, appear to be way larger, and then you'd get to the house and it was a closet. (laughs) You think, okay, you know, and maybe it looked good online, but when you got there, there was that disappointment, and I think that hurts. I think it hurts a sale because I think, oh, you know, mm. show me what is, and I, I mean, put it in a really good light, and make them really good pictures, and not dark and not sideways and all that kind of stuff. But
0: yeah, I so so my my defense on some of this would right. be you you only get so many pictures that the system will take. Right. And, and I like the idea that the lens is a little wider, a little wider. Now I'm not a photographer, but I, I do see the pictures where the wide angle is such a wide angle that it actually distorts some furnishings and cabinetry. And, and, you know, as you look at it, this is a deceptive picture, but I think. If you have a bit of a wide angle on there so you see more of the room, but then don't forget, look at the room dimensions, right. a, the list of actual dimensions. And if that room looks big, make sure and you're not looking at it and finding out it's 8.8 eight by 9.10. A- and and also if if the realtor is using floor plans another great oh, way I love to s- that. size up.
1: In fact, I, n- not everybody does use floor plans, and I completely loved that mm-hmm. when we were searching for a house because then I could actually see, okay, would this work? Does the layout work? I love the floor plans.
0: Mm-hmm. So la- last thing I want to say on staging, and then we'll move on. Um, the other thing I think about staging is it's sale by association. So we go through a staged home that's just decluttered everything is in its place clean 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 and I think the buyer and myself even say wow especially if there's tasteful furnishings in there and, and and you get to take your tasteful furnishings with you when you go so that's an investment that you get to bring with you to the next home if you see that you start to associate the people that live here have good taste. This is a home for people with good taste. This is a home where people have a good lifestyle. I want a home where people have good taste. I want to live in a home where people have a good lifestyle. So I think it's a sale, not that you're thinking that out loud, but it's by association. It's, it's lifestyle. I, yes, this is how I like to live or this is how I would like to live. And then the staging just, you know, speaks for itself.
1: That's true. I think yeah. I completely agree with you there.
0: All right, let's move on to marketing. When you sold your home, this time. And when you're looking at homes to buy, are you noticing that the marketing is any different in today's market than it was in previous sales?
1: Oh, completely different. This is the area that really kind of blew my mind. People have drones and you you go to every corner of the property and even places that actually, let's be honest, in my case, I never got to go to. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The
1: drone photos (coughs) Photo, photos <coughs> or dr- the drone video showed me things I hadn't seen before. It This is really different and the, mm-hmm. you know, sort of the really polished marketing. And I'll say it did make a difference when I was looking for a home. If that, if there were, was drone um, video, I loved seeing that because it, it actually, kind, you felt like you were kind of taking a sneak peek in, mm-hmm. you know, seeing things from a different perspective and I really really enjoyed that. That's something that I hadn't seen ever before.
0: Yeah, and, and, and y- the property you sold was perfect for drone uh, video because it was acreage and so it's lovely to get up high see an aerial view um, see where the property goes to see what what the actual landscape of that land is Uh, I'm not sure I would do it from my own house I'm on uh, what 55 by 110 or something like that I'm I'm on a bit of a postage stamp lot drone video is not going to do that much for me if I'm if I also include the other video that I you know from the ground which I which I would on a house like mine
1: but the video itself going in the front door and up the stairs and into each room I love that that's something different I haven't seen that uh, as much before in fact maybe in the last that's maybe in the last what six seven years doing a a video like that that it seems the norm now
0: yeah I think drone videos when when they were first starting up this is going back to early reality realty days but uh, I remember bringing that up as a topic how some realtors were introducing the drone video and uh, so I'm thinking that's maybe five six years old and and, and the other video stuff was it there before then but it's just how many people are using it and so I like to combine I like to do the, the ground video but then on a property with acreage the the drone video definitely is is um, is important so you're you're noticing the the multimedia it's, it's of huge. the marketing has changed
1: and if you don't have it I I kind of would skip over a couple of houses to the houses that did have it yeah so I guess that's some feedback for realtors who might be on the fence about whether it's valuable I think it really is
0: so here's a question sometimes uh, people will have isn't it a bit much like that many pictures or or having double videos uh, with all the pictures. I I like to say to them, if you're about to spend three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, you can't see enough of that house. Would would that be accurate?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know what, when I'm buying a, you know, $20 item from amazon.ca, I spend, you know, an hour and a half looking at all kinds of prices and angles and places and is this the right thing in the reviews and all of that. Mm-hmm. And and your house, which really, when you go through it, uh, the first you go through it once and you don't see everything. It's like you know a movie. Sometimes when you watch it the second time, you pick up details that you missed. This allows you to go back in with a little bit more objectivity because you know you get that first impression. You come through the door and wow, you know I like this and I like that. And you are a little distracted by the staging. You know mm-hmm. if somebody has really good taste in art, for example, that was kind of a thing for me because being an artist, I really love um, seeing good art. So I, I may be distracted by this beautiful art and get this warm, fuzzy feeling. But when I go home and I look online or I look more closely at the multimedia, then I can say, okay, this is something I missed or I didn't see. So I think it's really important.
0: Yeah, and, and I would never promote buying a house without going in there and seeing it, never, because there's there's smells, there's sounds, there's there's the creaks and floors, there's things you'll never know online. But we're coming so much closer to having confidence in a home without ever walking into it
1: well you've just brought up a a terrific point that's completely different than any of my other experiences and and maybe not every realtor does this but you've um, part of your um, deal is that you do a home inspection on the house that you're selling, mm-hmm. which is at the. F- I remember in the beginning thinking, okay, that's a little strange. I mean, usually if you're going to buy a house, then you do an inspection and you find out where all the warts are and that, and you go, no, 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 we're going to do this up front. And you did that. You actually paid for a home inspection mm-hmm. of the home, disclosed all of the issues. For everybody to walk in and see, and it it, it kind of took the it, I think it takes the mask off of the sort of mystery of it. You don't really know, and and is your you know inspector you know finding everything? But it, this it's all laid on the table. I absolutely love that, and that's completely different. I've never known any other realtor who did that, and I think people were confident coming into the house, going, "Wow! If you're confident enough to have mm-hmm. to put a home inspection, and that's money too, right? Mm-hmm. That costs yeah. money to do from a really good the most reputable." I think um, home inspector in the area on the table then you have yourself a wonderful house and you can stop worrying about all of that stuff
0: yeah yeah and 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 most of the time I mean people still can get their own home inspection for sure right but most of the time, people say, wow, I'm I'm looking at this very thorough home inspection report, and uh, I'm happy with it, because this, this this actually is reflective of the home I just walked through, so I can save myself $550 for my own inspection, and uh, I can see the house isn't perfect, but it, yeah, there's no surprises. And then you're not biting your nails wondering, how will this home inspection turn out, because we've already done it.
1: And this gentleman climbed up on the roof and examined every single shingle, yeah. and you know what, He also, as a motor too, have the opportunity to address something that may you may never have thought of before some home inspector raises it as, as an issue and mm-hmm. and and it's you know i mean and it may be just little tiny things and i think in our case that's what it was but yeah, just we we fixed them before even um, you know, just yeah. to keep things perfect, and yeah. it helped. Yeah, it for helped. sure.
0: Well, Carol we're already at a break. So, folks, wow. you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland, 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio, and join us after this break. And we are going to continue this exit interview on the buying and selling of a home from the client's perspective. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today is Carol Ann Bell-Smith. And Carol Ann Bell-Smith is giving us the plain truth from the buyer and seller's uh, perspective on buying and selling a home. So not the perspective necessarily of the realtor, um, but what really happens. And thank you for joining us, uh, Carol Ann. So... Before the break, Carol Ann, we were talking about... What were we talking about? What was the last thing we said?
1: Well, we were talking about the changes that oh. I had noticed. And the last thing yeah. that we were talking about was that home inspection and how... Oh, the pre-inspection. The pre-inspection. Mm-hmm. That's something brand new to me to me anyway, and uh, I think a terrific idea.
0: Yeah, and and I, I mean, I've been doing that on on my listings since, since 2010, 2011, um, and... And some more realtors are definitely uh, getting on board with that, but uh, yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. I think, I think, I think you'll uh, build as the years go on. I, I definitely think you'll build. I, I believe it's done more in the GTA than it's done here.
1: And it saves you money. Let's be honest. I mean, well, it saves
0: the buyer money. It does.
1: I mean, you know, we didn't have to buy a home inspection, um, but I mean, it. I, the last one I did, I think it was about. For between four and five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think a basic one is uh, five hundred dollars in tax, so five hundred and fifty dollars, right. and then and then the home inspection I I do I actually get an appliance recall check where they're making sure there's no recalls on appliances like your fridge, stove, washer, dryer, furnace, aircon, and I also get the home inspector to do a uh, thermography uh, check on the home with uh, an IRD infrared. Uh, camera uh, so that you can tell if there's any um hot spots say an electrical panel any water issues around the foundation or roof lines and stuff like that so i, I provide an upgraded and there, there's another difference just uh, the fact that if you've been 20 years since you've uh bought and sold maybe you weren't even doing a home inspection back then so not only do they exist now but they're even getting better
1: it's really amazing and I have an allergy to mold and it's actually a life-threatening allergy so these are the kind the thermography and detecting water issues is hugely important to me and when you're going through a house if there are water issues you know folks can you know and let's hope they don't do this but they can mask it with mm-hmm. some. we did go through a few houses that had air freshener mm-hmm. uh, and I remember that was always a red flag that oh, okay something might be off here but with the thermography, you know whether it's off or not. It's you've got some evidence.
0: Unless, of course, you've had you're in a drought, and you've had three weeks of ultra dry, hot weather, then then not even that's you know there won't be likely anything for even that to detect. What about the m- actual market you were in last year? And and I mean, you weren't in a market like 2015, 16, and 17 where things were just crazy fast and and selling like hotcakes but how did 2018 compare to other years you've bought and sold in as far as as far as as a buyer needing to be you know the amount of inventory available or the speed at which things sold did you notice any difference there or did it seem similar
1: Uh, here again a massive difference and we lost houses over and over and over again. Never one time in the seven house transactions that I previously was involved in did that ever happen. This happened all the time, and this wasn't just happening. To us, this was happening to other people, and even in our own sale, there you know were, were other folks mm-hmm. kicking tires at the same time. You've got to act fast, you know. There's there's very little time for deliberation, and that's why I guess it really underscores how critical that pre-inspection was because w- there were multiple offers. In fact, I believe we bumped an offer, which I still you know feel badly.
0: You can't feel badly.
1: I do <laughs> a bit. I do because I I remember what it, I know what it feels like when you really yeah. bought this house, and we I, I'm trying to think how many offers. We had on houses. If we totaled it up, and I think it's at least four. Mm-hmm. I think it might be north of four. Yeah, I, I, and we I can't lost remember four there properties were, at least. There were a few. The there. first one was yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, and then you start to start realize that this is a different world we are living in right now, and in, in terms of real estate and purchase and sale, this is not like it used to be. Where you you know you put an offer on a house and it was a good one, and mm-hmm. you know when you're putting an offer on a house now, what you're thinking is okay, what will be the best offer that will win out of however many are on this house? And it wasn't that hot of a market the way no. it was in 2015,
0: 16, and 17. It 17 wasn't. being the absolute uh, most hectic market.
1: What? And every time we put an offer in a house, it could have been sitting there for, for four months with no offer. We'd have two others.
0: That's just like Murphy's Law, right?
1: I don't know because I was talking to a friend of mine actually this morning and that happened to her on a house that we actually did see ourselves and it was about seven or eight months and then the offer went in and there were three other
0: offers. Yeah, and then then people get suspicious. They go, no, no, no. What what good bills are we being fed here because we've been watching this house and and it hasn't done anything and and you're telling me i finally putting in an offer and and we're competing i know it sounds suspicious doesn't it
1: it ha- it's happening a lot and i noticed with our home viewings that was something a recurring theme a recurring theme yeah.
0: and and i like i like to refer to it as you know murphy's law if if yeah. it if it can happen it will happen at that time and and the same goes for buying if, if we line up three or four or five homes to view and one of them, one of them has to be canceled because maybe they've just accepted an offer, it's always going to be the favorite one. You know I, if I'm getting back to my buyer and I'll say, okay, we, we were lining up four homes for, for tomorrow and we're into all, we're into three of the four, but one of the four just accepted an offer last night and, and inevitably, they will say, "Well, which one? Which one uh, is no longer available?" And I'll tell them, "Ah, oh, that was my favorite." So it's just the way.
1: Over and over, that happened to us. Yeah. Over and over, and that's I. Th- I found that quite different. And you, so you have to have your ducks in a row. You have to be ready to quickly act. That's something different. So you ha- want to make sure you've been to the bank and you know exactly where you need to come in. You need to, you know, if they have any recent appraisals, that would be great too. You have to be ready to act because you mm-hmm. will lose a house if if you're not ready.
0: And and I mean this this is the beauty of this show today, Carolann, is people who have bought you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, they bought and sold. It doesn't seem like that long ago.
1: It really doesn't. But
0: so much has changed. And, and that's why I thought from your perspective, your point of view, this this is like eye-opening. And it can really help people out to uh, just to pr- prepare themselves for what, if they think there's a move later on in 2019 or 20, just to help you prepare that you're not going to get broadsided with uh Surprise, this is the way it is,
1: and there's a lot of change involved in moving anyway. And so, if there are a few things that you can ha- have as known mm-hmm. and are, that are, aren't surprises, you know, there are enough surprises along the way,
0: yeah. Even if you're well prepared, there's still going to be surprises, right? Right, yeah. Um, when we were shopping around, Cliff and Carol Ann Bell Smith, as buyers, when we were shopping around, did you ever notice that there was any specific rooms or features, or finishes, or outdoor space that would you weren't necessarily looking for, but would would sort of pull on your heartstrings if somebody had done a certain thing right. Did you notice anything that would speak to you more as far as cre- generating interest in a home?
1: Well, the curbside appeal, how it looks from the street, I think is really important. Your first impression. Um, and clean. If the house was really clean, Mm -hmm. I, I noticed that maybe it's my nursing background, Mm -hmm. but I, I did notice that. And I remember, I remember thinking, oh boy, this is a beautiful, clean home. And you know, they must look after it. Yeah. You you get a good feeling from it that way.
0: Yeah. So I mean that curbside, I mean, you can see clean and you can smell clean as well. Right. And how long do you think it would take you and Cliff when you entered the house to know whether it stood a chance or not.
1: Well, I think um, I, w- I would be looking over at Cliff because he, has a v- he had a very definite sense. This is, this is a house to consider or no way. And, and sometimes I didn't understand. At
0: what point did he have that sense? Like
1: Walking through the door. He walked through the door, first trip around yeah. the, the downstairs, if there was a two-story. It was either over or it was on. And, in fact, the home we ended up in, we would go around to open houses. Because I couldn't get in, he would um, preview them. So then we would come to you, um, you know, and so you wouldn't have to take us through, say, 200 homes. It would only be 100. So, <laughs> And that's how, almost yeah. how bad it was. Um, and he would go in and the house that we ended up buying, he went to an open house. He went in and came out. He said, this is the house. You have to see this house. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, he was very definite b- about it. He really felt passionate.
0: Yeah. Some, some realtors say uh, the first six feet right. or some realtors will say the first 30 seconds. It, it either you know, in that first 30 seconds or first six feet, that house either stands a chance or not. And uh, so there you go. You, you, you're agreeing with this. I'm just wondering, just on the lighter side, can you remember any funny stories, funny um, selling my home or searching for a new home stories that you can think of?
1: Well, I remember the very first house that we, you and I hadn't even really met, and we were going to this house in Port Hope, and I, oh, I was really excited about it. it I think it had a barn, and I was visioning a studio, and, and I was all, you know, really excited. I arrived there, and I'd, there were some—we had left the ramp at home, and that's really—that happened, I think, two or three times, or the wheelchair, or one of the yeah. two. And we, I'm in a wheelchair, and <coughs> we have to use a manual wheelchair when we get into the home you'd think that would be something that I would remember. Mm-hmm. No, apparently not. I forget I'm in a wheelchair. And so, that day, I think we had forgotten something, and I don't remember what it was. But at, I think you went to a different address yes. on that day. And it, But it was, it ver- there were some, there was transposed numbers or something. I we were just, remember. we were
0: just, we were both standing, sitting, we were waiting for each other, about six homes away from each other. <laughs> I had booked, the r- I had booked I booked the, the, another home that you weren't interested in. Um, but there was some, I mean, it was same street, same side of street. There was some confusion there. And, and we're both thinking each other's a little late. And then finally, when I figured it out, um, I met you at the house you were at, and we found out we couldn't have booked that one anyways because it was It just sold. It just sold, so. And
1: I was peering in the windows yeah. and wheeling all around the house yeah. without an appointment. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: and and funny. everything turned out all right. And and then the other one I'm thinking is, uh, and and they're funny stories and they're not funny stories. But what what did you have a weasel in uh, in in a, in a your heat? Uh, Heat pump.
1: This this one almost brings a tear to my yeah. eye. We have
0: maybe not funny then. Not yeah
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't old. not even yet. No, <laughs> it, so we had this super efficient home system. It's a Mitsubishi Zuba, mm-hmm. and uh, greatest thing ever. If anybody is interested in in a heat system, particularly rurally, it only I think we our heat, hydro, water, everything was like two hundred dollars a month. And, you know, I mean, I'm in a wheelchair. I use a lot of electricity mm-hmm. for everything. Yeah. Like crazy. But anyway, it was extremely expensive and a weasel crawled in and sadly was electrocuted in the panel. But it also fried the motherboard for, I think, about a $3,000 repair. How many yeah. days before closing?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think
1: I, I, th- I believe it was repaired two days before closing. So there's that's,
0: there's always know. stories. There's always yeah. buy and sell stories. But, Carolyn, where? We're out of time here. I can't believe it. I know. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for giving your perspective as being a seller and buyer. And so we can see the difference of how the market has changed. And uh, yeah, thank you for that.
1: Can I say one thing? Yeah. So if you're looking for a real estate agent and he's looking at me with his eyes <laughs> going, oh, Carol, you're not going to do this, are you? But I am. So... All of these things, like the pre-inspection and paying for staging and drone video and all of these things, these are different than what many realtors are doing. And in addition to that, an amazing corporate citizen supporting the the Northumberland Orchestra and Choir every year, you know, with some media sponsorship and donation and volunteering and bringing people to our concerts. This is a good person and um, affiliated, too, with his wife who yeah, is also yeah. Dominion Lending, really super good human beings to work oh. with and we th- and live on the same street, so I kind of know. I have the inside scoop <laughs> on Dale. So.
0: Well, thank you, Carol Ann, and, and after that, I'm going to ha- absolutely have to have you on more regular. But uh, folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate c- questions, feel, feel free to contact me by emailing Dale at Dale Bryant, .ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join us next Thursday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 897 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks. Serving Northumberland County as a not for profit, volunteer run community radio station, this is CFWNFM Northumberland 897. Northumberland 89.7, your truly local news source.